Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. This is a non-judgmental place to explore spirituality, and we're so glad you're here. This is a viewer and listener supported podcast, so we greatly appreciate your support. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Be sure and like, share, and subscribe to any of the social media content platforms that you're using. And then if you go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, you can make a one-time donation or with a monthly subscription, you'll gain access to our bonus content. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We're glad you're joining us today on this episode. And today I've got Tanner Folk. That's it. Thanks for having me, man. Tanner Folk, who is a singer-songwriter country music that's right and uh i'm i'm excited to do this interview and by the way for those of you who are watching on video on youtube or however you're watching it um we've got some bull creek bourbon here tanner why don't you tell us about this bull creek and then i'm gonna have matt come out here you two guys are gonna toast yeah i'm gonna use the pellegrino for all of my friends out there in recovery world I'm not doing the bourbon. I did too much of that. Had to cut myself off a few years ago, you know. Right. Well, but but I wanted. To, I almost feel I want bad you to plug bring, it. No, 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 no. This is fun. Well, um, yeah, man. Uh, Bull Creek Distillery. They're out of Spring Hill, Kansas, which is just you know, like I think thirty minutes or so yep. south here. Um, these guys actually like were one of my first like real shows, like with my band, with my stuff, and like everything we had going. And uh, they've been great since the very first time, and they've been great every time. Yeah. Um, even even on the 4th of July that we were talking about yeah. in the, in the, before, but they, uh, man, they've been really supportive of me. They actually have flown out to Nashville, the guys that run it, and see me play in Nashville and hung out with us, and they, they, uh, they gave us this bourbon to try excellent today. yeah man they're good. all right they're great folks so matt come on up here this is our producer matt cox those yes. you've been listening for a while know matt well, i guess we gotta yeah you gotta do a little toast here i'm gonna do my uh oh wait get your yeah oh matt's already got his going yeah i got yeah, his yeah, going yeah, yeah. yeah and then uh let me get a little all right and then i like the cycle so and by the way matt did did a music video for he you did. right at at Bull Creek. At Bull Creek Distillery. Yes, we did a we did a video of an acoustic and you song. You can pick that up on your website. Yeah, you can get it on YouTube, or or, or you can go to my website. Uh -huh. There's the link to watch it as well. Um, yeah, man, they're they're good. They're good people. All right, here All we right. go. Cheers. Cheers, man. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Thanks Cheers. for having me. I really do you appreciate bet. it. Yeah, Matt's Matt's the best too. He's got he's got it all. He's got it all unlocked, man. He's never done he, me wrong. He is my favorite. Plus, he's like one of the most talented people I know. He is, and he's uh, and he's just as busy. Play drums. As anybody he can, can be. play guitar. He can sing. Oh, he can man. write songs. I mean, like crazy. He's he's, he's done two videos for me, and done some pictures for us. And Excellent. always been headshots Yeah, like next week, yeah. isn't it? Like next Sunday, I'm gonna do some some pictures for our barbershop and. Dude, I recommend, I have people, anybody, I send people to him all the time for like logos or anything that they got, because yeah. he's, he's got a, he's great. Yep, and he's, me too. Well, let's, let's jump in on your story. Uh, let's 
I like to get your backstory, your story of sure. origin. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your family and uh, maybe how you got in, you know, how you got started into music. Well, I was born, um, I was born in Olathe and um, grew up in Oswatomie and uh, outside of Oswatomie, uh, my parents and uh, had, had a little bit of land and my grandparents had a farm um, just, just outside of town also. Um, you know, uh, when I was, when I was a real young kid, I, my grandma used to take me and my cousin Savannah to, um, uh, old time pickers and fiddlers, which was like 75 year old people just singing yeah. like old school country music. Right. And so Savannah always sang, she always sang. And, and, uh, so then I, I got the interest of playing guitar probably, I was like 12 or 13 probably when, when I really started playing. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we would go to the pickers and fiddlers. Like uh, you had to you had to go play. You just play for like three songs or something. So mm-hmm. I learned some country like melodies and different songs on the guitar. So I did the like the picking division, and she would do the singing division. And she uh, and she was a wonderful singer. She really was. And uh, so we won a couple of those, and that was pretty fun. Um, and then we got to high school, and. Uh, I I had some friends Jacob Michael and Chance and we wanted to start this band you know and and so at the time I was like really into like 80s hair yeah. like Guns N' Roses and stuff so we were like it didn't make any sense that we were going to that we were going to play it like and I wanted to uh, I wanted to play like slash played you know yeah so i got the les paul and i got the i did the whole thing and we started this band and boy were we terrible we were so bad (laughs) we were so bad and uh but we did it and savannah sang and i played guitar and we all you know we we'd have our fallen outs as like a classic band you know you like you read those those books of like the people that have had bands and Mm -hmm. all of them you know so that was how we kind of got really into it you know and i took jazz band in school and i got really into like playing blues guitar and stuff Sweet. So I wasn't always a singer. Uh, I was I was more of a, I played the drums and I did the guitar and I did you know okay. more musical things like that. Um, and as far as like my family, like it was just me and Savannah that ever did anything musically. Really, mm-hmm. uh, my little brothers and sisters they don't they don't play mm. or anything. It's just been it's like something that we had and I continue to do it. So yeah. That's kind of how it how it really started was yeah, was my grandparents kind of cool yeah cool so uh, post high school like what did you do after high school well I went to attend Ottawa University okay um, and I wrestled in college oh yeah um, and then I had my first daughter um, my freshman year of, of college so that was kind of a a huge turning point in my life mm-hmm. of like. Well, now things are, have changed drastically, right? And uh, so I, I quit school at the time and, you know, started working. And, and I had a baby and a family now that I had to, to take care of. And uh, so I didn't really play much music at that point in my life. I had kind of, you know, put it on the, on the back burner of, of my life because at that time it, it didn't seem logistically possible that it would work anymore you know and everybody goes their own ways and that you start you know you growing mm-hmm. up so everybody you know getting jobs and going to school and so it was a it was a weird time uh and and i wasn't uh i wasn't playing music at that time so 
Um, yeah, I think that was kind of really my yeah. focus was raising my daughter. Yeah, you and, bet. And and so that's kind of what what post high school was like for a few years okay. because it was the only thing I could do, you know. Right. So, what did you did you go on scholarship? I did. Scholarship? I did. I got a, what, a, a scholarship. What were you? What what weight class were you wrestling in in, in high school? In high school, I wrestled two twenty. Okay, and, and then what? So, what about college? And so I was already having to cut from like two sixty to make two twenty in high school. Uh huh. So then we go to college, right? And we went to the University of Kansas, and we had to do like our whole like BMI tests, and we had to uh-huh. do all these different things. And my coach calls me, and he's like, I need you to come to my office. And I'm like, oh, my God, he knew I went to that party over the weekend. You know what I <laughs> So, So I get in, I get in there, and, uh, and he's like, hey, man, we got to talk about something. And he, like, pulls up the – he's got, like, a smart board, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you're fat. And he's, like – and he's got this laser pointer, and he's circling all these things that's wrong with me. And he's like, I need you to weigh, like, 181 pounds. Oh. And I'm like, I don't think I can Ooh. weigh – 181 pounds and I've always like struggled with my weight you know growing up and I was always like super self-conscious about how I looked and and so when I started getting and I'd wrestled from the time I was a little kid you know all the way all the way through school and so I you know I'd gotten good at cutting weight and doing all that and oh man it was miserable trying to lose all that weight yeah it was it was awful. It was not a fun time but I was I was uh, happy to have the opportunity to to continue my education and my athletics because yeah. I always I always did enjoy that's cool playing sports. So. I have a, I had a buddy who uh, his dad he and his brother were all Kansas State wrestling champions. Mm. So a dad and two and his two sons. They're I think a smaller town in in uh, southwest Kansas. I can't remember the town. But I, then I think he went on scholarship to boys maybe. boys are tough out there, too. I wrestled, yeah, yeah. Like Jeff City or Jeff West or whatever. And this is like, a guy named Wes Walker. Walker, okay. And then he wrestled, I think, at is it Missouri Valley. I might get the college wrong. And wrestled all four years there and um, did really good. And um, he's friends with a pro wrestler now named yeah. Bobby Lashley. Bobby, I know who Bobby Lashley is. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. So I know Bobby. Oh, very and I've met cool. him through my friend. That's awesome. Yeah, I, man. I really want to do a podcast interview with that him. That would be pretty fun, sweet, man. Know? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, man. I, you know, and I watched some of the the tournament this uh, year, and uh huh. And you know, and it kind of it's one of those sports that doesn't get a lot of love, but I know, and everybody who's ever been around a wrestler knows how much dedication that sport takes, and yeah. And I think that it uh, it definitely helps shape my mentality of. Uh, it's it's a mental toughness mm-hmm. to do that sport so yeah. i still use that to this day and and my work ethic and how you know i just i'm, I'm forever grateful that i i got to yeah. do that growing up good so. stuff so what what got you back into music then you kind of took this break from it raising your family mm-hmm. uh what did you do like career-wise at that point well um it kind of started so um i have a daughter um, and I had her before I met my wife. So my first, my firstborn was not with, with, who, with my wife now. So, uh, me and her mom had, had separated at the mm-hmm. time. And, uh, I moved a buddy of mine into my, our house cause she'd moved, you know? And, um, I was probably, I think I was like 20 maybe at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and so my buddy Tony moved in, um, and he sang and, was a really good singer and at this time i still didn't sing anything mm-hmm. at all and um and so he kind of 
he moved in and he played guitar and all this other stuff. So, you know, we and he was really good with with Nora and, she, and he'd known Nora since she was you know born because me and him had been friends through school. But um, so on the nights, you know, or on the weekends or whatever that that we didn't or I didn't have Nora at the at the house, we would go to the basement. Kind of, it was, literally looked a lot like this, and we would just uh, play and mm-hmm. and kind of you know. And he was he was a really good songwriter. And I wasn't, and I'm still really not that great of a songwriter. It's not as easy for me as it is for other people. But uh, so, and I was all, and I loved the songs he wrote. Mm. I just, I loved them. I still love them. Anything he writes is just good, in my opinion. Mm. And so then we started like booking some shows together as just like a like a duo deal. And uh, so we started doing that. And um, yeah, man, that was really kind of what got me back into. Okay. And I was like, man, I forgot how much I, I, I enjoyed this, yeah. you know? So that was kind of what, that was really the, I guess, the catalyst yeah. of getting cool. back into it. So. Yeah, cool. Um, Matt was telling me that at some point you had another roommate, uh, Dutch Newman. Yeah, well, so. Or is that right? Well. Not really? Not really. Anyway, I did an interview with Dutch. I heard. Um, I heard I, about that. Well, I don't know how many months ago, but man, it was really fun. I well, enjoyed and I'm sure, I enjoyed Dutch. And Dutch, Dutch has, is not shy. Right about <laughs> oh no he 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 we we yeah, talked man. so I'm we talked sure all kinds of, we talked I, recovery I, we talked right. all kinds of so, stuff so you, know? you guys know about you know kind of what he was going through well at the time uh, me and Tony it was the same house okay and so I had met Dutch because me and Tony were uh, trying to get some shows in Kansas City and we got invited to uh, I can't remember what it was called but it was at the Riot Room and. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Westport, and so we went down there. <laughs> I'll never forget it. We looked so stupid. We went down to Westport to go to the riot room, wearing slacks, like a, a button-up white shirt and a tie. <laughs> I looked like I left like a wedding when we. Got, so we go in, and I was like, I was trying to make a good first impression with some of the people that we were gonna meet, and and all this stuff. So we we went up there, and then I had met Dutch then, just very briefly had met him and so then it kind of grew and i you know would talk over social media or whatever Mm -hmm. so then uh he got us a show doing some stuff at uh it's right by the uptown theater i don't think it's there anymore the arts bar okay you know what i'm talking about the arts bar so we started going to the arts bar to do like open mics Hmm. and then and then um matt do you know what that place is now it's right next to the green lady i think it's called the blue dolphin now it's a, it's a jazz place now. I know the Green Lady well. I've been there a yeah, lot. It's, but, it's the yeah. building that was like right next to it, and it was called like the Moose or the... Hmm. Man, I wish I could okay. remember the name yeah, of it. But, I need so we'd go do the open mics there, and we were just kind of like trying to network as many people as we could in the area so we could get booked. Mm-hmm. And so then Dutch kind of became a part of that. And so... And I... And anybody that knows, that knows Dutch knows how easy it is to get along with, you know? And so... Me and him kind of formed a friendship, and then we started hanging out more and, and doing stuff like that. And then, well, kind of realizing as we're going along that he's having a tough time, you know, and we didn't know any of that beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of like, he was just hanging out with us all the time. So then he started like staying at our house and doing all this and, and doing all that. So that was kind of how that whole okay. thing worked. Yeah. So. Well, if you um, missed my Dutch Newman interview, check it out. He's a local hip hop. I'm going to watch that. I didn't rapper. know you, I didn't know that and until today that you guys Yeah, yeah. It, so. And uh, it was fun. We 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 dove into our stories and He's very you know. talented too. Yeah. He really yeah. is. He's very 
and he just loves everybody. It's yeah. it's uh, he's a good dude. Man. Yeah, yeah. That makes me and it's so and he's he's been in like me. I've been I can't remember how long he's been in recovery. I've been in recovery about three and a half years, and he's been. <clears throat> three-year three mark yeah so we're we're pretty close to <laughs> yeah, our, man. our journeys yeah and he, it was it he just was, started a lot younger than i did so. you know and, it, and our relationship had ended at, mm. at that point because you know he was so like just like lost in what he had going and and i was like i can't continue to put myself in the yeah. situation you know man and, yeah. I, and i love you and and it, and it was never like a like a you know get get the hell out or nothing it was like dude tighten tighten this shit up bro yeah right, right. <laughs> and so and then so man to, to to see him get to do all the things that that he always wanted to to have man it's, it's fantastic yeah because he he deserves it man because he loves everybody and he, he's a great good dude, story so. good yeah, story man. there um so i'm curious about your faith journey did mm -hmm. you did you grow up in a family that had any kind of faith orientation you or? know not really um, it was, uh, we always had like my grandparents, which, you know, I guess I, I should have said that when we were talking about growing up, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house growing yeah. up, you know, um, my mom had gotten remarried, my dad had gotten remarried and that was like the one place that was like, it was home to me, mm -hmm. you know, cause me and my mom had lived there for a number of years, you know, before she got married. And, and so that was kind of my safe haven was my grandparents' place, mm. you know, me and my, my grandpa kind of, you know. He was, he raised me like I was, I was his, you know? And so we had a very special relationship and there was, you know, we talked about God and, but not in the way of scripture, you know, kind of like put your, put your faith in, in, in God and your family and, mm -hmm. and this, you know, he always had a Bible on the, on the end table, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, as far as going to church and, and actually, you know, really getting into it, not really, no, mm -hmm. um, um, you know, I've kind of had a bout with with uh, with faith uh, my whole life. Um, it's not something that uh, that I, I I really talk about that much. Yeah. But um, I definitely have my own feelings and thoughts and beliefs, and and it's not exactly what it should be all the time. But um, I I definitely feel I definitely believe in God, and I definitely think that He does good things. And and uh, but I don't put every single thing I do. I don't I don't put it first, you know. And maybe I should, but um, and and some of that is not not doing it growing up, you know. Because most of the people that are very very faith driven, it's been a, a, a pillar in their life mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. So and I've definitely strayed away yeah. from that at certain points, and I've had things happen in my life that have made me hate God. I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody goes through that. And I did. Yeah. I did. Right. And yeah. I was a pastor. Yeah, man. See, yeah. It's like, why would God so, do this to me? Yeah. You know, or yeah. do this to the people that I love. And, but it's it's a part of the faith. The faith yeah. part is is kind of the... Yeah, it doesn't always come easy. It faith doesn't. It doesn't always come it easy. Doesn't. And doubts come easier. They do. Yeah. They do. And I That's suppose. what happened with me, for sure. Uh, you know, here I'd been preaching and teaching the Bible for 40 years mm -hmm. and then went through all my crap and yeah and i was like i felt like an atheist at my darkest place yeah didn't care if i really lived or died and sure 
if there was a God, I was kind of like, well, F God. I mean, I was yeah. like really yeah. in a dark place, you know. And Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I get that. I get I, it. I understand <laughs> how, you, how, you, how you could have felt that way. Yeah. So, but um, it's it's good to have. It's, yeah. It's, it's a good, just like, I don't know how, I'm, I, you know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to say it, but I don't know exactly yeah. how I want to say it. But it's it's a good path to follow to keep you on track, you know, Yeah. I guess to stay at kind of at a center can mm-hmm. be your center, you know? Mm-hmm. So but that's kind of where yeah, I'm at with good. it, you know? Cool. So let's, let's jump into your musical career. Um, okay. Yeah. What, uh, you started playing with your friend Tony again mm-hmm. and that I'm guessing that was what, 10 years ago or no, I six, just, seven years ago yeah, or something. It was about seven years ago. Okay. Um, and so I was, um, so I was living and by, and what were you doing career wise too? Like other time, than music? Yeah. At, at that, that time, time I was working at Walmart distribution center. Okay. I was throwing boxes cause uh-huh. it was the highest paying job I could find. Okay. Um, so I guess this is kind of going to go into like a whole different deal here, but so I was, I was doing that and, um, I was really, really drinking a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, not like as soon as I woke up, but like every night I get home from work, I'd have a lot of drinks and and so I was playing music with Tony and, and doing all this different stuff and gotten off of work it was my Friday and so I went home and I started getting you know having a good time mm-hmm. or whatever and uh, and so I passed out and I, I, I get woken up by my dad um, at like 5 o'clock in the morning and he's like uh, Savannah got killed in a car wreck you need to get up and I was thinking I'm dreaming you know like this you know and I was and I was still drunk because I had just passed out on the couch you know and he's like no you need you need to get up and get dressed right now we got to go you know we got to go right now and and so I got up and I was just like so out of it and so she was killed in in an accident coming home from somewhere in Oklahoma she went to school independence and And so this is your so this this is your it, so this was my cousin, cousin, cousin. Savannah. So and the she, one that you sang with early. Yes. Yeah. So she was a year younger than me. Okay. So we did everything together. We grew uh, up. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time. Oh, like, man. Like I'm I said, at, uh, at my grandparents' place. So, yeah. So she was basically a sister to me growing up. So yeah. that, that was kind of a... Oh, boy. When, when we talk about the faith and, yeah. and wondering yeah. why... Yeah. How do you make sense of this? Right. Yeah. And so, and I leaned away from faith mm-hmm. and, and, and God after, after that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the, um, I don't know, man, that was, that was a tough, really tough time. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, got, made it through that, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. We got through it as, mm-hmm. as, as a unit, you know, and, and all of my friends and family that was very supportive of me and. And, you know, it was hard for all of our family. And so when, you know, you lose something like that and it's so tragic, your family's mourning too. So Mm -hmm. looking for them for comfort is is like, you know, you love each other, but it's hard to comfort each other because everybody's so, Mm -hmm. like, torn torn up about Mm -hmm. it. So my friends, you know, Tony kind of was really there for me. My friend Chance, you know, he was really there for me. Chance, I'd known him since we were, you know, one years old and grew up together. We're best friends, you know. And, And so without those guys you know getting me through and especially chance without chance getting me kind of through that 
um, I would have never made it mm. because I after that I quit my job. I just, well, I didn't really quit. I just kind of quit going. So I just started, you know, kind of spiraling out of control. Um, and then, of course, I had Nora, my, my oldest daughter, you know, and I was trying to juggle that. And it was a very hard time. Mm. And um, and so all of those people kind of, and Dutch included, was kind of, he kind of came along right after, as that was, you know, kind of going on right after that. And so that's kind of what really started, you know, I want to carry on what I'm doing because what if I'm not here and and I don't have anything you know for for like I always wish I had more like videos of her like singing and and doing all this different stuff so I kind of I was like I want to have something that will be here mm. you know when I'm not okay and so that was really the the turning point and so then Tony was trying to help me learn how to sing because I wasn't very good and and so I was I was like putting all of that that emotion into my music because okay. it was what really kind of started that journey for me was her passing away and as sad as it was you know I'm I'm you know it might be her way you know because she was always looking up to me and and always you know following everything I did mm. and, and so you have an inspiration from her I do. Like a muse almost yeah, man. or something she like was, that. She, yeah. was, she was the most beautiful person, man. She was mm. so sweet. It was such a shame, man. She was yeah. on a scholarship to sing, actually, at Independence College wow. down there. So that's why she was down there. And she had uh. met a guy and was, you know, going to Oklahoma seeing him or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, you know, just one of those things. Man. Yeah. Was, so sorry. Yeah. Thank you. I pre it's been a, it's been a, it's been a tough, mm -hmm. a tough road, but, you know, I've I've made peace with it, mm -hmm. you know. It took a long time, but you know. So I do this not only for me and for what I'm doing, but you know, to kind of keep that, yeah. keep that going. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, man, no problem. It's important to me, so mm -hmm. you know, and I want to make sure I can say her name any chance I get. You so. bet. So you was your first EP mm -hmm. um, when we were younger. Yes. <laughs> okay, and that was what 2020. 2020, I think. Like like at the front end of like the pandemic at the pandemic yeah. did you put that out during the pandemic after it, it had already out, I, broke or before uh it was after the pandemic okay. started because i think i put it out in like october 2020 okay maybe maybe it was and how long had you been how long have you been working on on your ep well when did you start writing um when did you first like when would you say your first song came out or i think my first song came out in 2020 it was all by the drinks Okay. Um, and uh, so that song was was about Savannah, and it was really about Chance and how he got me through. Okay. That, that was kind of like my uh, my kind of like thank you, I guess, if that's mm -hmm. what you want to say, or just kind of my uh, my song that I put that emotion into it. Right. So that really that backstory of that song really changes yeah. the feeling for that song for me because right. I've listened to it now several times yeah. and I've watched you know the recording you did right with matt right yep. but yep. like i w i had no clue that that was what was behind that yep. song so That's that really it, changes yeah the dynamics yeah. And, I mean, of that and if you're listening to that song and you don't know i mean it it's still i mean it resonates in however you want it to resonate yeah, but yeah. but yeah for me that was kind of like my i let it out fun mm. you know and me and chance and had um we had like fallen out because me and his wife had got into kind of like a little scuffle, and it really wasn't that big of a deal, but at the time it was. Mm -hmm. And so I, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't really talked to him much, 
um, a couple years after all of that had happened. Um, and then my grandfather had passed away uh, a couple of years ago and he kind of came, you know, he came to the funeral cause he grew up with him too, you know, and we kind of reconnected in that way. Um, and so that's why, you know, he was really, he, man, he's, he's been a good friend to me and I haven't always been a good friend to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though I should have been, and I love him so much, mm-hmm. you know, because without him, I definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have made it through a lot of things. Yeah. So that song is kind of, kind of for him, but for me too, you know, so that was, yeah, that's it, man. That's kind of why yeah. that whole thing started. So interesting. Who, um, <clears throat> who is, what, what's your dad's name? My dad's name is Kenny. Okay. Uh, Kenny Folk Jr. Okay. Um, you, I, I just curious, you know, I was listening to the song that you released, I don't know, a year or two ago called KL. That's my grandpa's name was also, okay. was Kenneth. That's yeah. what I was wondering. So he was, it was Kenneth, Kenneth Leo was his middle name and everybody, okay. like his nickname was Kale, Kale, everybody called him Kale, Kale or whatever. So that was kind of as, uh, when he passed away, I was actually in Nashville um, and I was doing a songwriter's showcase mm. and I met this guy, Nick Walsh, who's actually from like Western Kansas. He actually punted for K-State, huh. but then he moved to Nashville to write songs and he's actually signed with, uh, I believe he's with Sony Music Nashville now and he's a okay. songwriter. And, and so I was telling him about this song because we were in Nashville, we were recording that song. That was like our first song that we recorded in Nashville. and. Uh, and I was like, dude, this song is so long, and I'm worried about it being so long. And he was like, who cares? You know, you know, you should write what you what matters to you and how you feel because mm-hmm. people will listen to it and enjoy it more, knowing that it's what you had to say mm-hmm. instead of just what you think people want. So it's like a five minute song or something. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we put that song out, and that was kind of my uh, my song for my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, I still miss that guy. I wish he was around. He was kind of that guy that. If I had anything going on, whether it be my marriage or, you know, kids, you know, he had five kids and, and he had lost, you know, two of his sons, you know, through the years. And so he had a a very tough, a tough go at at things too. So he had so much insight and, you know, and I, and there's a line in that song that's like, it brings you back home because Mm -hmm. no matter what I was feeling when I would go and I would have a conversation with him, it'd make me feel like all right, man, we got, mm. I got you. We got this figured out, you know? So yeah, I'll of, always be there by your side. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's yep. cool. Yep. Good stuff. <clears throat> um, Little Town. Yeah. Yeah, that, that song was kind of... Um, that a, sound like a breakup song. Yeah, so <laughs> so there was a point where me and my wife were so kind of... I need you to write a song about my whole, yeah, yeah my whole deal. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I need to, so I, all of my songs... <clears throat> I'm just... <laughs> yeah. All of my songs are all for like, for me, you yeah, know, and yeah. like to put out how my experience went and maybe that's, you know, maybe I should put out some more songs about <laughs> drinking and, yeah. you know, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but all of my songs I put out are for me. So, but, uh, yeah, man, me and my wife, you know, being married's not easy. Right. Anybody that's been married that says it's easy, they're lying to your face. I was married a long time, but yeah. I'm single now. Well, <laughs> Congratulations. I think it's no. Uh, so me and my wife, we'd, uh, we'd had a, a, some tough times, you know, with like, just, it's a lot, you know, raising mm-hmm. kids and, and she had two boys when we met. So, the, mm-hmm. so two of the, two of the kids are, are hers from a previous, um, 
from a previous deal and so and i had nora so you know then we had three kids yeah so blended family yes. and yeah that's yeah. a challenge yes so yeah. we, we got we uh we got married and then we had our my youngest daughter june so she uh so my my two girls and then she, she had the boys and everything so it's you know it's a blended deal man it's, yeah. it's a lot of work and and we were kind of getting to a point where it wasn't working anymore you know and it, and it was my fault and because she was she's always been headstrong and she's always been you know anything that, that bad that's happened has been because i'm an idiot you know for the most part I, and, I, and i was pretty young when we met and and having a family and being the the head of the family it's, it's like something I, I didn't know. I didn't think I was really ready for yet, you know, mm-hmm. or I thought I was, you know, and then you're like, oh, this is this is like way more than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we had a lot of ups and downs. And and so I'd, we had separated, you know, at this point. And I had wrote that song. And, um, you know, it was. Why, so you wrote that while you were separated. Yeah. A little t- yeah. 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 The line is. Um, <clears throat> uh Oh, I forgot it now. Doggone it! But you, you, what's the what's the main line that with Little Town in it? Mm. Will you something about Will you miss me in that little town? Or I don't, oh, I don't know how yeah, you worded yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I'm I'm messing it up. But anyway, uh, without me there in yeah. your little town, yeah, because I had moved you without know? you. Yeah, yeah. So How's it in this little town without me? Kind of yeah, idea. kind yeah. of kind of that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, man, I it was a it was a really tough time, and then luckily, you know, I smartened up and was like, you know, she is way better than I'll ever be, and and she's actually the one that that pushed me to do my own music, mm. you know, because I was doing music with Tony, and then she was like, you should really try to do something, you mm. know. So, and she's always kind of been, I don't do that great with authority. Mm. But she's always kind of like keeping me on task, you know. And so some of that, it was like I was like fighting against her for some reason. You know, I don't know if it was just like what I thought my life should be and what it is. And, and um, man, without her, I definitely wouldn't be here. And I'm so happy that we decided that, you know, it was bigger than, than what we were at the time. And we decided to, to work things out. Mm. And it's been a blessing to me man and i love her so much and i cool. can't think of her enough man she's without her i definitely wouldn't be where i'm at so she's a, and she's a great mom she's a hard worker and she's everything you would want to have in a partner so, nice nice yeah well, good stuff what um when you and matt were talking earlier you mentioned barbershop yeah what what's yeah. what's happening with that yeah man i'm a barber I'm- now <laughs> Uh, I was uh, I was actually at the Great American Barbershop, and Guy, one of the barbers in there, he owns the business now. Uh, I was complaining to him about my job. Um, I was working as like an act, I was an activities therapist, so I studied psychology, and so then I went into activity therapy. Um, and I was like, man, I, I like I like it, but it's not paying enough, and and this and that, and, and there's really nothing more you can get paid with it. It's kind of for a love of doing what you do kind of job. Mm-hmm. And and Guy was like, well, you should go to barber school. And I'm like, I'm not going to barber school. And he's like, no, I'm serious. You really should. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and so I, I went home and I was talking to Nikki about it. And I'm like, what do you think about me being a barber? You know? And she was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know? And so this was like uh, right before the pandemic happened. Okay. This, this was like right... Like 2019, 
you know, pre-COVID. And um, so I, I'm like talking to a guy about it and I had uh, I had thought about it, talked to Nikki about it. So I booked a, a tour at Classic Transformations Barber Academy in Lee Summit. I went in there and I met the owner and uh, I met the owner and I was like, I think this might be something I want to do, you know. And so I, 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 went, I went home, we talked about it some more, I quit my job, and I, and I decided to go to barber school. So then I started bartending at night, so I could go to school and still make money, you know. And then, uh, you know, probably like two months into it, you know, it was right around March, March Madness, you know. And it was like, uh, the March Madness tournament is canceled due to this, you know, whatever yeah. virus. And so then we're like, oh shit, this is real. Like, if mm-hmm. they're canceling March Madness, this is real. You yeah. Know? And so obviously the school got shut that down. That was 2021 that they canceled it, right? I think is that it was right? 2020. Yeah. Because the. It, oh, was like, it 2020 canceled? Yeah. Because it was like 2019 in like November when all that stuff started really kind of coming around. Anyway, I'm a big March Madness fan. Me so. too. What like, a game I, last night. I thought, yeah. I thought I'm a Baylor grad. Okay. So well, that's unfortunate, in but. 2020, yeah, right. <laughs> no. So 2020, well, the, that's the year it got canceled. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think KU and Baylor would have gotten number one seeds. It was going to be year. KU's year. It was like well, and it could have like, been Baylor's too. Well, by the way, you know. And then the very yeah. next year, Baylor, you know, wins the whole deal. They did, yeah. For the first time in 50 years, right. by the way. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> we spanked Gonzaga in that yeah. final. I, I've got man, that still recorded. Man, Gonzaga just man, they they always blow it, man. Uh, it's like I pick them in my bracket every yeah, year, thinking, yeah. oh yeah, this is going to be the Zags' year. Nah, dude, my bracket was busted this year. Like, well, everybody's was so. There's never been a time in March Madness history where we're t- we're, we're doing a bunny rabbit hole here, but uh, right. um, where you have every number one knocked out. That's never happened. There's never. always been at least one number at one. Least, yeah, you know, twos are all knocked out. Threes are all knocked out. Yeah. You end up with a final four with yeah. what a nine. Two fives and a four. Yeah. <laughs> See, and UConn blew everybody out. They looked like, the way they played, it, it looked like they should have been a one seed. And it was like, it's, I didn't watch any yeah. of their games. And then all of All a sudden, year long, you mean, right? Right, yeah. Main and then, season, and then yeah. like, I'm watching like the Sweet 16. I'm like, yeah. oh, this team's like, this, this is the team's the it's real legit. deal. It's legit. I mean, you, yeah, they got the that, way they played, you're thinking they, got that they should be a one shooter. seed. Yeah. yeah. They had that three-point shooter and they had them two big guys. Mm-hmm. Man, they... They just dominated everybody. They did. Yeah. They looked. Yeah, I'm, I'm like going. <clears throat> anyway, Baylor had a three seed this yeah, year. But, I, uh, it was disappointing for the Big 12. The yeah, I know was it was. But. Because Baylor won at 21. KU won at 22. Mm-hmm. And then KU comes back the one seed. Baylor with a three seed. And we had Texas with a two. And we had seven teams in there, Big 12 guys. And man, they just all got killed. Yeah, anyway. I was, I was kind of shocked that. Okay, so you opened up a barbershop right around there? Not my barbershop. Okay. Um, Guy uh, Vergoni, and his dad actually started it. Okay. And it's off of uh, 119th and um, right there, String Line, Olathe. And you started doing that? Yeah, I told him. 2021? It would have been. 2020? Last year, last February. Okay. So with all that going on with the COVID, you know, school school was closed, you know, for the, for barbering and all that. And so I had to get a job because I didn't know at the time, like you could, everybody was getting money from whatever. Uh, well, I, I wasn't going to get that. So I went and got a job back at, at, a, at the hospital or whatever I was doing before. 
And so um, just waiting. So I missed out on a bunch of like online school because I was working. Mm -hmm. So when COVID finally finished and we got to go back to school and, you know, it's it's a long, it's school's not short for being a barber. It takes, it's like 1500 mm -hmm. hours of school. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like a quick process and I'd already dumped all this money in it. Mm -hmm. So I had to finish it. Um, and Guy was like, you know, I was like, if you give me a job, I'll, I'll do it, you know, but I'm not going to just do it and then not have, you know, and then have to look and try to make it. So he was like, I'll give you a job, I promise, you know, so and he did. And, and I, and I started at the, at the barbershop a little over a year ago. And uh, it's been the best. It's been awesome. Nice. Man. It's been killer. It's been so good. It was such a relief to finally finish it and and get like a uh you know my a, a career and and i get to express myself in what i'm doing so mm -hmm. <clears throat> so have you developed a, a like a pretty good client base and now, now i do yeah. I, I pretty much know everybody that i that i see i mean yeah. there's always new guys but it's 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 packed to the walls every yeah. day man it's yeah. crazy in there it's it's a good location they've been there 20 years wow that's cool yeah and for a small business the last 20 years is a big deal do they do all the like do they shave and do all of oh, that yeah, stuff man. yeah yep, straight razor the whole deal, yeah for sure um i always i i, I go i i have a, a gal that does mine <laughs> yeah and she does my sister and my mom sure. and you know all the whole yeah. family but um you know for I don't know if this, I'm curious if this is true for men barbers okay. doing haircuts with men, right? Right. Because like I always tell my my lady, like, you know, you should charge 120 bucks <laughs> an hour because you're really a counselor who just cuts hair. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? Like that, I know that's true for her 100% because she, you know, <laughs> she does mostly women. Right. But I was curious, like, does well, what goes down in a guy, when guys are sitting there, are they just BSing, well, shooting the breeze? It's like, is it's it a like, combo? It's old school, man. It's two chair shop, like a TV from 1985 yeah. that's never on. And and it's, uh, it's like, man all the world's problems get solved until you walk out the door. You know what I mean? And it's, and, it, and it's crazy how much I've learned from some of these guys, yeah, you yeah. know, and like, and how much wisdom some of these guys have, like, and I, and I don't take it for granted. And I really try to listen to the things. Some of these guys, and some of them are crazier than hell, man, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of like way out there, but some of them, you know, really know what's going on, you mm. know, and they've seen a lot and, and, um, and so with it being just two chairs, it's very personable, you know, and everybody, you know, kind of, kind of does the same stuff because it's the area, you know, and mm -hmm. and so they've done a good job. And John, who was Guy's dad, who started the business, he still works there, um, but he um, he wanted it to be like I want if a CEO wants to come in and get his hair cut, he can sit here and feel as comfortable as he can as the blue collar construction worker sitting in this chair over mm -hmm. here, and everybody can kind of this mm -hmm. is a place where everybody can just be. Mm -hmm a guy mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and so um even in, in in the women that come in with their kids you know mm -hmm. and, and they and they go into the bathroom so there's this little sign that john had put up in there it says uh to any woman using our restroom please return the toilet seat to the proper upright position <laughs> and they get a kick out of it man and they love it every single time they come out of there they're like that sign is hilarious you know and so it's it's always a light-hearted a yeah. light-hearted place man but i've taken a lot of uh you know some right. of the things some of those guys have said have really resonated with me and yeah i've learned a lot about being married because some of those guys you know they're married mm. for 40 30 40 years you know right she's probably right 
Yeah. You know, you know, and it, you know, and so that's kind of, uh, you know, I've learned a lot. So it's been, it's been a great experience, man. It really has. You always, I always said, you know, the queen mm. on the chessboard can do whatever she wants. Anything. <laughs> they got the power and they know it too. They know it too. And we're just, you know, whatever. We're just here for it. So man, it's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's good stuff. Well, so what, Tell us what's uh, what's coming up for you. What's going on with your your concerts? Mm -hmm. Where are you playing at? Tell people how they can get a hold of you. Um, and are, do you have another project underway? I do stuff like that. Give us, I give do. us, kind of um, give us what's going on now and what what the next the rest of this year looks like. Maybe the rest of the year. March, is we're in we're in April, early April, April twenty twenty three. Yep. So we're so. about to start outside venues yep. and such which is fantastic so in the winter months i'm i'm playing a lot by myself you know i'm kind of going out and playing without the band mainly because like a lot of venues don't want a full band inside because it's so damn loud you know mm. so um so i've been playing kind of around um the kansas city area all winter now we're getting into like going out and doing festivals and traveling around and doing some more stuff like that uh, we're booked until like the end of November already. Wow. So it's, yeah, man, it's been, um, cool. how many guys are in your band? There's Is it? four of us. Okay. There's four of us. And we had a, you a, and three others. Mm -hmm. Are you on acoustic? I play acoustic and I sing. And yeah. then you like drum, bass, drum, bass, electric, electric. Yeah. yeah. We had a kid uh, that was playing with us for a little while. Nate Gregory. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He played with uh, the Stephen Banky and the Flatlanders band mm -hmm. there in local Kansas city. Okay. Um, but, uh, dude, that kid is like, like, next level he's like 18 years old can nice. play guitar better than any anybody i've seen in a long time country guitar he just moved to nashville you know he's gigging out there which is nice. really cool for him so uh we're rooting for him too and uh but yeah there's there's three other guys i got travis max and, and um and tyler that play with me and um we've we've formed you know a really good friendship doing it you know because we we all love the music part of it which mm -hmm. is great but um yeah man we we just like doing what we do mm -hmm. and and if we didn't then we wouldn't do it you know so for me it's an expression of how i how i feel and how i what i have been and what i can offer to people that maybe yeah so know. i was it's um uh, tanner t-a-n-n-e-r folk f-o-u-l-k f-o-u-l-k dot dot com com yep and um, I'm really bad about updating my show dates on there. Too. Well, I was, I was just looking oh. at it this morning, dude. I'm so that, bad about that. I, I should was... just, I should just like pay somebody like 20 bucks a month. <laughs> just, just update it every month because I'm so bad about updating. Yeah. I am so bad about yeah. it. Like I said, I got like four kids and I'm like always like going, right. going, going. So. so how do people find out where your live stuff's going down? I always post it on my social media. Okay. On, on anything. And is it, is it, so. is it Tanner it's Folk? It's just Tanner Folk or Tanner Folk Music. Music. Um, luckily you can look, I mean, you can look me up in, in the area. It always pops up because I'm always doing something in mm -hmm. the area and tagging different businesses and doing that kind okay. of stuff. So yeah, man, I'm local all the time. I actually think I'm off this weekend. You know, it is Easter. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're doing some family stuff, but next weekend, next Saturday, I'm at the landing in Liberty. I believe. Okay. The 15th, right? That's the 15th. Yeah. I'll be at the landing in Liberty, which is one of my favorite places to play. That's pretty close to here. Yeah. yeah. So, um, my, all of my sisters live up and a lot of my nephews and nieces live up North. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, I mean, I'm talking like around 
Excelsior or Car- okay. Carney. Yeah. And, and all I of them I actually are, played in Carney last year. Oh, yeah? At their festival they did out yeah, there. Yeah, at the, at the mm-hmm. Amplify yep. Outdoor Theater. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. then I, I played at Fat Boys, I think, which is in Carney, okay. too. Well, that. they're they're huge country fans, so they love live yeah. music. So I was, I was, they were all camping out last weekend mm-hmm. at Smithville Lake. I said, stick tanner folk in there listen to his music you know and they (laughs) so uh on that on that project um you know that first project that we put out that ep you know we recorded it in uh bobby loudon who uh is archway audio production he actually moved to nashville a couple a couple years ago now and went to school for audio engineering and works at i think it's blackbird i don't i don't know if that's 100 percent right but it's something like that and uh, so he did our first project, and we did it in a house in a box, like about the size of this. Mm, you know? Cool. And um, and so I think our plan is we're going to take some of those songs. Um, it, we're pretty green at that point. Um, I think we're going to take a couple maybe of those songs, and, yeah. and we're going to put an album together in Nashville and actually get it done. Cool. Done. And so those the original ones will probably take off, you know, just because of the you know it's just it could be better. <laughs> And so that's part of our next project is we're going to put out, I'd like to put out a, a whole display of one big thing and then kind of go from there. So, okay. and I've got a bunch of friends that I've been working with in Nashville that, that are songwriters doing and some stuff. co-writing and, and stuff. Man, yeah. Yeah. The networking is great out there because everybody's got the same goal. That's so, good. That's good. Yeah, man. Awesome. So you're going to do a couple songs for us. Yeah. By the way, if you're, uh, we always do s- one for the show but then also for our uh yeah our supporters yeah we, we do a little you know cool, extra man. bonus content stuff and if you're not one of our supporters jump on spiritualityadventures.com and uh check that out you can jump on and there's a lot of good bonus content that we do yeah man so uh yeah good stuff so what do you what what are you going to do for us today i think uh, I'm I'm gonna play I'll buy the drinks, which is kind of leads into that what we were talking about in this interview. Excellent. So it'll be kind of cool for some people that don't know to get yeah you know kind of a little context on that. So um, and then I don't know I might play I don't know what I'm gonna play. Okay. That, so All right, man. I, I'll, I'll have to ask a couple of my buddies and see like which one you want to hear or something. You know? Excellent. So yeah. All right. Well, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I really you do bet. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for coming on, and My man, Matt. folks, I'm gonna have Tanner introduce you introduce his songs, and thanks so much for being oh, here. And thank you, thanks for having me. This was awesome. You bet. For sure. Thanks everybody for tuning in. To SpiritualityAdventures.com or sorry, <laughs> yeah, that's my website. Um, what but spiritual SpiritualityAdventures.com okay. cool. the website. But thanks for tuning in yeah, to man. our podcast, Spirituality Adventures, and are you uh, on Spotify? We're on Spotify, Apple, everything, Google, however you can listen. Yeah, so check it out, and Tanner's going to play a couple songs for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. I'm Tanner Folk, and this is I'll Buy the Drinks. Remember when we were kids 
thought we knew it all back then, didn't we? The 6 p.m. at Carly Talk about who we'd be when we got out I'll meet you on the corner of Lincoln and Carl Grab your mitt, boys, and let's play some ball well, You were my shoulder to cry on On the day she died Day we walk the stage and swore we'd leave this town behind. Back when we used to wish our lives away. Back when we were seventeen. Since we're not all by the dream. Well, man, I said things. Didn't mean, but you know better than and damn near anyone else. I'm a fool. You tried, you tried. I hope someday that we can leave all of this behind. I'll meet you on the corner by the ball And man, can you believe we made it this damn far And whoa, you were my shoulder to cry on On the day she died Day we walk the stage and swore we'd leave this town behind. Back when we used to wish our lives away. Back when we were seventeen. But since we're not all by the dreams, all by the dreams. shoulder to cry on on the day he died or the day we walked the stage and swore we'd leave this town behind back when we used to wish our lives away back when we were 17 since we're not all by the dreams All by the dreams Remember when we were kids We thought we knew it all back then, didn't we? This concludes today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. 
Remember to like, share, or subscribe to the social media platform that you're using. And then go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, and make a one-time donation, or you can subscribe monthly and receive our special bonus content. Thanks so much.